You are dismissed. Have an awesome time. Testing? Oh. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jackson, and I'm going to be reading our scriptures today. If you have a Bible, please turn it to Romans 12, 9 through 12. The scriptures say, Let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor, do not be slothful in zeal, be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. The scriptures are as relevant today as they were then. Thank you. A little uh, nepotism this morning. That's my nephew. So, yeah. Hey, I want to introduce Ira Cunningham to you. A lot of you know Ira. Um, I like to refer, he doesn't know this, but I like to refer to him as the wizard. So, just uh, really, really thankful to have him here. Um, a lot of you, he was a pastor at Boone Trail Baptist uh, up the road for a long time, and um, he attends our leadership meetings and provides a lot of wisdom to those meetings, and so we're very honored to have you here today, Ira. It's all you. Thank you, Josh. This is the first time in my ministry that I have preached from full pages of notes. Dallas does it, and he's a great preacher, and so I want to be like that. (laughs) And it's the first time in my ministry I've ever brought lunch, my lunch. So... Don't worry if I hold long. I've got myself taken care of. You don't want me to lose my strength toward the end. This is our this is our purpose. Love God, love people, and make disciples. Today we're going to talk about loving people. Because loving people involves loving each other. It involves uh, loving fellow believers. And this is something that we must do. We just must do this. Romans 12, 9, let love be genuine. Let let love be sincere. Uh, Let it be real. Let it be not fake. 
let love be genuine. And this love, this love has to be for us. So number one, if you're keeping notes, we can't opt out of loving fellow believers. We can't opt out of loving fellow believers, loving each other. We, we have to love each other. We have to, to do that with a sincere love. I mean, with a genuine love, we, this is what we must do. Jesus told the disciples of John 13 and verse 34, he said, A new commandment I give to you, uh, that you love one another just as I have loved you. Dallas preached a great sermon on this a few months ago. You also are to love one another as I have loved you. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. So Jesus says, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another, for each other. Jesus didn't say, by this, all people will know that you're my disciples if you have love for your enemies. We are to love our enemies, but he didn't say that. He didn't say, all people will know that you're my disciples if you love your neighbors, although we're to love our neighbors as ourselves, and Jesus defined neighbor in the story of the the, uh, Good Samaritan. But we... The world will notice. I mean, this reveals our Christianity. Our love that we have for each other reveals our Christianity. It's still the standard proof of our Christianity, loving each other, just loving each other. And it certainly includes in our local fellowship, but this is every believer, every believer everywhere. Uh, Think about the impact of that. If every believer throughout the world, if we just loved each other, if every Christian everywhere, if we just loved each other, think of the impact of that. I think that's what Jesus was, Jesus was talking about here. Let love be genuine. 1 John three fourteen. Several times in the book of 1 John, he mentions this. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers. We know we passed out of death into life because we love the brothers. John doesn't say we know that we passed out of death into life because we love our enemies, although we love our enemies, right? He doesn't say that we know that we passed from death into life if we love our neighbors, although we're to love our neighbors. He says because we love the brothers. We can't opt out. Thank you. Uh, We can't opt out of loving fellow believers. Now, you don't have to be best friends with everybody in here. You don't don't have to be best friends with, with everybody in here. But you do have to love every one of them. Every one of them. You don't have to understand them. Praise the Lord. You don't have to agree with them. Double praise the Lord. But we do have to love each other. We can't get out of this thing of loving fellow believers. We can't get out of it. We, I mean, there's no, there's no choice about this. It reveals who we are. It reveals our, our Christianity. 
And it gives us assurance of that Christianity. Well, how do you do it? <clears throat> I mean, how are we to do this? I mean, how do we love how do we love each other? I mean, how do we, I mean, this is, how do, how do we do it? <clears throat> well, a good start is to get over yourself, to get over yourself. Uh, everything that goes on in this fellowship <clears throat> and, in every, and in every church, but everything that goes on in this fellowship and everything that goes on in the kids' barn where there are 40 youth at least and 80 kids, you know, all of that, it's not about you. None of that is about you. It's about loving God, loving people, and making disciples. It's not about you. So we, get over, we need to get over ourselves. If we're going to love fellow believers, we can't get out of that, right? Uh, also, we, need to, we just need to exercise the love that we have in Christ. Uh, we, don't, we don't need more love. It says, well, if I just had more love, then I'd be able to love all those people. No, we don't need more love. We have all the love we need in Christ. We just need to apply the love that we have in Christ already, right? I mean, we don't need more peace. We just need to apply the, the peace that God gives us. Love is, is uh, it's one of the fruits of the Spirit, and it's the first one that Paul mentions in, in the book of Galatians, <clears throat> Love, you know? So if we're having trouble loving each other, <clears throat> if you're having trouble loving, we, we need to be closer to the Lord. You know, there, there's the problem. We need to get closer to the Lord. I mean, if you're really having trouble loving, you need to get, we, we just need more of the Lord. We need to be filled with His Spirit because it's a fruit of the Spirit. Um, that's, what, that's what it is. Um, and it's, again, it's everywhere, it's every believer everywhere, uh, which means that we have to love the believers in our last church we were in. We have to love the believers here, and we have to love the believers in the next church that we went in. And I believe God calls people to different, you know, different, different churches in their, their lives for different ministry and, and different needs. Um, but... We can't opt out of loving fellow believers. A second thing. And this is the truth. Sometimes our knowledge about a fellow believer gets in the way of love. Sometimes what we know about each other makes it hard to love. Some of you are just hard to love. I'm one of those, you know. I mean, there are people who don't like me. I know that's, I know that's just almost unbelievable to you, but I mean, there are people, I mean, we, we make ourselves hard to love. And sometimes what we know about people, so let love be genuine. This is Romans 12, 9. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Abhor what is evil. Stay away from what is evil. Just be aghast at what is evil. Stay away from evil and hold fast or cling to what is good. Cling to what is good. Well, what is this hate? What is evil? What has this got to do with our genuine love for each other? This. This evil is the bad that we know about somebody that would keep us from loving them with a sincere, genuine love. Do you, do you see that? 
This is, you know, this is, these are those things, that those thoughts, those, these feelings that we have for a person, about a person that keeps us from loving them the way that we should. This evil that we are to hate is it's the thing that affects our love relationship with each other because we know something on each other. So we look at that person and we're angry with them or we're jealous or we have bitterness toward them because of a disagreement we've had with them at some point. Uh, maybe you know something that this other person here has done in the past. Maybe you know something they're involved in now that's not, that they should not be doing. And so because of that, you know, you're having trouble loving them. Sometimes our knowledge, knowledge about a fellow believer gets in the way of our love, and our love must be genuine. So we hate what is evil, and we hold fast, we cling to what is good. And so it, we need to find the good, find the good in each other. We need to find that. If somebody has a horrible attitude and they're hard to love, hard to get along with, and having a bad attitude back toward that person doesn't usually improve things, right? Right? We need to focus on the good, find the good, hold fast to the good. Until we see the good, love won't be what it should. Well, what do we do with this knowledge? I mean, we know something on somebody. We know where to love them with a genuine love, right? What do we do with this knowledge? We know something about it. What do we do with this, with this knowledge? Well, we need to put some love with it. We just need to put some love with it. Let love be genuine. Hate the evil and cling to the good. Hold on to the good. Hate the bad. Hold on to the good about that person. Let's let it go, but cling to the good. We don't cling to the bad that we know about a person. We cling to the good. We need to, we need to when we know something about somebody, we need to baptize that knowledge. We need to bring out a kiddie pool or take, them, take that knowledge to the pond would be better, you know, and baptize it. Take it to the Lord and that knowledge that we have towards somebody, you know, that makes us feel really bad about them and we can't stand them because of what we know or maybe because of the way they act or maybe because of their attitude, you know. We need to take that to the Lord and let the Lord clean up our knowledge. Adding love to knowledge doesn't remove it, but it drastically improves it. Adding love to our knowledge about a person doesn't remove the knowledge, but it certainly improves it. It makes it more useful. Makes it more useful. I got on the the airplane uh, coming up here and sat down in my seat. There's three, you know, a row of three. And the lady in front of us turned around and she gave us a, a, a bag. And it's got, I mean, it's got, I mean, it's got some good stuff in it. And she said, she handed us this and her cat's, she had a cat with her and her cat's name is Callie. And, and she handed us this and she said, look, look, I've got my cat here with me in my seat. And in case my cat acts up, this is my apology beforehand. <laughs> and if, if, my, if my cat acts up, you just take out one of these candy bars or one of these things and, and you, you just, 
you know, eat that and just think sweet thoughts and, you know, and everything, everything will be okay, you know? And also in here is earplugs. She said, if you can't stand the, you know, the noise, just put in those earplugs and eat that candy and, you know, we'll all be happy and we'll all be good. Look, most Christians that we run into are not going to give us a down payment on an apology. (laughs) In fact, most Christians that we run into, you know, are not going to apologize, period, you know, much less give us something to sweeten us up, you know, in case they do bad. I mean, how many people have ever come to you and said, look, take these earplugs. If I ever get really annoying, just put them in, you know, just put them in and then just smile. We don't, nobody does that, you know, but maybe we should, maybe we should. Sometimes our knowledge about a fellow believer gets in the way of love. We, we need to clean up this knowledge. We have, you have a small child, and they're afraid in their room at night, okay? And so you, you, go, into, you go into their room to, to comfort them, and, but you go into the room with knowledge. You go into the room knowing some facts that they need. You go in knowing that there's no monster under their bed or whatever, right? You go in knowing that. And since you know that, and you know that's what they're crying about, and that's what they're scared about, you take that knowledge into their room, and this is what you say. You say, look, you need to stop crying because there is no monster under your bed. And they're going to say, wow, I, I guess I didn't realize, you know, that that's the, that that's the case. I, 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 I'm good now. Uh, you can go, and uh, on your way out, could you close my door behind you? Do they, do they ever do that? No, they don't ever do that. They want you to be there. They don't care so much about your knowledge. They care about your love. Makes sense? Does this make sense? They care about your love. They want to know that you're there sitting on the bed with them. They want to know that you're there standing at the door. They want to know that you're there across the hall and you will come and rescue them in a moment if something happens. That's what they want, you know. And the the knowledge, the knowledge is good and they will get that eventually and, and they will, you know, appreciate your knowledge someday. Like when they have their own kids, maybe, you know, they'll realize that you had good knowledge, you had some wisdom, you know. But until then, you can, it's not going to work out right? We need, we have this knowledge, we know things about each other, but, but what do we do with it? We need to clean it up. We need to take it to the Lord, and we need to put some love with it. It'll change our knowledge. It'll change our attitude toward each other so that we're able to let love be genuine as we hate what is evil and we cling as we cling to the good things about a person. Another thought. Love each other like brothers and sisters because we are family. Uh, Continue. Verse 10 of Romans 12. Love one another 
with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Love one another with brotherly affection. This is a combination of the, the brotherly love and family love put together. We're to be devoted to each other in this brotherly love. This is what we're to be doing here because we are brothers and sisters. We are family. No matter how you look at this fellowship in every church, no matter how you look at it, we are brothers and sisters. And we need to act like that. You say, oh, no, but, you know, my family growing up, I mean, we fought like cats and dogs, and we don't even speak now, you know. Not that, not that. We can't do that. This, this love that we're to, be, we're to be devoted to each other in this love, and, and we're to love with this brotherly affection, and we're to show honor to others above ourselves, to each other above ourselves. This is not based on, brother and sister love is not based on personal attraction. It's not based on good personality. It's not based on how well we've treated each other. This brotherly love is based on the fact that we're brothers and sisters. There's, there's nothing but that. I mean, that's, that's it. It's just based on the fact that we're brothers and sisters. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Love one another with this brotherly, brotherly affection. I have a sister two years older. Uh, the Plales back here know her. Frona. My sister Frona, uh, we we were really close growing up, really close. But Frona was always the boss. She was always the boss. Two years older, always the boss, because she was always very aggressive. She still is. And everywhere Frona has gone in her entire life, she's been the boss. Still is. I mean, she's a leader, you know. And people, people follow. I don't know if it's out of fear, you know, or or what. Our school principal called her Ferocious Frona. <laughs> it's the truth. Ferocious Frona. And she was good and mild-mannered and, you know, but she, was, oh, she wasn't afraid of anything, not anything. And she was always small for her age, and I was always big for my age. And so, you know, she had muscle hanging out with her. You know, she could get away with a lot of stuff. But she didn't need any help. When, when Frona would go ferocious, look out. Just look out. Well, we, uh, we had our fights, completely different personalities. We had disagreements, but we worked them out. Brothers and sisters, we worked out our disagreements, our arguments. We worked them out. We had to. We lived in the same house right? We had to work them out. We had each other, and that's it. We, we had to work things out. We ate breakfast at the same table, right? We brushed our teeth at the same sink. I mean, we had to work things out. We didn't always agree. We had fights. We, you know, had problems, but, you know, when we'd come to an obstacle, we'd, we'd get around it. We'd overcome the obstacle, 
because we were brothers and sisters. We lived way out in the country. And when I got mad at her, I couldn't say, Frona, I am so mad at you. I'm never speaking to you again. I'm going to go down the street and play with the other kids because there, were no, there was no street and there were no other kids. We lived a mile back a dirt road, and the nearest house was a mile, and the nearest house with kids in it was several miles from ours. And so, I mean, that wasn't an option. She's all I had. I was all she had. You know, we had to get along, love each other like brothers and sisters, be devoted to one another, and this brotherly love, be devoted, outdo each other, and showing honor to each other. I had her back. She had my back. We stuck together. We didn't have to face anything alone. We're brothers and sisters. This is what we are. We don't have to do things alone. We have brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters. I don't, I don't recommend this. I don't, I'm not telling you how to raise your kids, okay? And I didn't raise my kids this way. But mama always spanked both of us. No matter what happened, she spanked both of us. Both of us. We stuck together. There was absolutely no tattling. Again, I'm, I don't recommend this. I'm just saying that it worked for us, you know? She spanked. I mean, if, if I did something, she got in trouble for it too. If she did something, I... I, I was in trouble also, you know. Uh, it formed a team, you know, a, a, a good team. We stuck together. We, we had to. We had to stick together. One day we were driving, riding down a road, and this is probably not safe, but we were going down a, a road with Mama and Daddy, and we were sitting on the tailgate of the pickup going down the road, uh, gravel road. And when we would come to, it would rain, when we'd come to big mud holes, we'd stick our toes down and try to, you know, hit the water. And, you know, I mean, it was fun. I mean, just think about that. I mean, that's, it's a lot of fun. And I, I suspect that we were told not to do that, you know, uh, as if they cared much about our personal safety if they you know, let us ride on the tailgate instead of being buckled in. But anyway, it was a different time. It was, it was a different, it was a different time. So I was reaching down for, to get my toes in the water and I fell off the tailgate. And I, I mean, it's a mud hole and there's, it's a gravel road. It didn't, it didn't turn out well for me, you know, and I, and I tumbled. And I, I get back up, and I see the truck driving away, and Frona's on the tailgate saying, Run! Come on! You can do it! You can do it! Catch up with me! Come on! You can do it! She had in her mind that I could catch up. She'd help me back up on the tailgate, and Mom and Daddy would never know, and neither one of us would get in trouble. It didn't, it didn't work out that way. I didn't... I, I, it, I just, it was too bad for, to get back. And we both got in trouble, you know, for, for doing that. We didn't face anything alone. We don't face things alone. 
Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Love one another with brotherly affection. This is, we can't opt out of this. Even if we know something about each other, even if we don't like each other and don't feel that, we don't have to be best friends, but we do have to love each other. And after all, we're, we're brothers and sisters. You look around the room right now, I mean, if you, just, if you look around the room, there are people here in this room who love you. People in this room who love you. There are people in this room that want to help you. People in this room who want to encourage you. And when you're going through a hard time and you're in pain, you're hurting, there are people in this room who want to hold you. Like there are people in this room who have held me when I've cried. And there are people in this room who will hold you. We are brothers and sisters. We are in this together. And we are stuck in this together. So, well, we just don't have anything in common. We just, I just don't, we just don't have anything in common. In our life group, we've been going through the book of Acts. And in chapters 1 and 2, you have the 120 in the upper room, right? And... They were, if you look around the room, in the, the, the upper room, and see the 120, we don't know many names of the people who were there, but we know, we know some, and we can imagine who was there, the follow, closest followers of Jesus. We can imagine who was there in that room. There was all sorts of potential in that room for trouble, um, you know, disagreement, disunity. But they were in one accord as they waited on the promise of the Spirit. They were in one accord. They were together there in that upper room. And you know what they had in common? Nothing but Jesus. Just Jesus. And if what all we can say about each other, what all we know about each other, the thing we've got in common is Jesus. It's, it's Jesus. There are people in this room who want to have your back. There may be people in this room who want to strangle you. But there are people in this room who want to have your back, who want to be there for you, who want to take up for you. There are people here who will love you with a genuine, sincere, from the heart, real love. There are people in this room who will go ferocious for you. Jesus said, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another, if you just love one another. And you even look at the disciples that he said that to, you even look at the disciples and and. Even amongst the disciples, there had to be forgiveness and there had to be them overlooking each other's faults, right? Because that was a pretty rough bunch Jesus ran around with. 
And it's a pretty rough bunch I run around with, too, apparently. <laughs> By this will all people know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. We have to do it. We get to do it because we're brothers and sisters. I'm still as close with my sister today as I was back then. She was at my house. We live 500 miles away, but, uh, but she was at our house a few weeks ago, and, well, we just take up where we left off. You know, we talk often. We're still close. We took that into adulthood, and here we are, adults, and we want to act like adults and be brothers and sisters to each other. There are people in this room who want to love you and pick you up and help you. But we've got to let each other be brothers and sisters. Let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, I thank You. I thank You for our family. I thank You for the family of God. I thank You for the people that, that You have put around us. Even in this fellowship, and, and churches all over the world, but even in this fellowship, Lord, I thank You for, for these people. And Lord, we know that it's not accidental that we are here, that, Lord, we know that You have that you have led us and that you have placed us. And, Lord, you want to use us for ministry. Lord, help us to be willing to open ourselves up to each other. Help us to be willing to be honest in our love. Lord, with all we're facing in the world, with everything going on in the world, Lord, I thank you that we have each other, that no matter what happens in our lives, we have each other. Lord, I thank you that you've always got my six. You've always got my back. And I thank you that you've put people in my life who have my back. Lord, we love you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen.